0: This is a preview from our angel story today. My grandpa started showing me an image of flower pot, wide base flower pot with fake flowers that was at my grandma's house. Then I saw an image of a coin, and I was fully awake and alert, you know, this I was just sitting there receiving the rest of the whatever it was. I saw this image of a wide base pot with a fake plant, that green stuff that, you know, Like a big plant, you know, that green stuff that they anchor all the things into. And then he showed that, like, I just saw the image and like a kind of like an X at the bottom and that there was a coin, not just anything, a coin at the bottom of the pot. It wasn't under it. The image kind of showed that it was beneath, kind of beneath.
1: Beautiful souls, do you have a prayer request or want us to send you healing energy today? Would you like us to be praying for your friend or loved one? If this is you, go to worldslargestprayernetwork.com to submit your prayer request. And while you're there, please sign up to join our team of prayer warriors. The angels say prayer not only opens you to miracles, raises your vibration, and helps you heal, But the more you pray, the more God's presence is felt on earth. Feel your angels love as they surround you right now and listen for the positive, loving messages your angels intended specifically for you in today's episode. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis. And friends, today we have Nicole on to share her stories. She's got a bunch of stories that kind of fuse together. So I'm excited to hear these. And Nicole, I'm excited for everybody else to hear these as well. Thank you so much for joining us today.
0: Thank you for having me, Julie. Nice to see you and be on the show. I'm super psyched to be here and tell these stories. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of hard to think of where to get started. But I started listening to your podcast soon after this first event happened to me. And so basically, well, the reason I decided to write in and finally share my angel story with you is because I was listening, I was in the car, I do, I'm in the medical field. So I do concierge medicine and I do emergency medicine, but I was going to see some concierge patients that day. And so I had some time to listen to some podcasts. I listened to the one on angel numbers and I've been hearing a lot of angel, seeing a lot of angel numbers lately, but didn't really know what that meant. This is kind of just the intro to the story, how I ended up writing into you, because it took me a lot of courage to write in, you know. So basically, I was driving and I listened to this angel numbers one, which I looked up recently, it wasn't even a recent one. And the woman was talking, and she said that she would see time on the clock that her husband had died, or sometimes his birthday. And then I was like, Oh, my gosh, I mean, I see so many angel numbers, so they're all the same. So then I looked down at the clock, and it said 429. And I'm like, see, like 429. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's Frank, my uncle's birthday who passed away in a plane crash. And I was like, that's a sign. That's a sign. I am going to write to Julie. So I put my phone on dictation mode and I dictated this whole long story. And when I got home, I told my husband, you know, John, I need to go edit something in the office. So he said, I'll make dinner. And then my daughter asked if she could sit on the bed in here in the same room on this little daybed while I was editing this story. Now she didn't know what I was writing. And I'll tell you at the end, I'll circle back to why that matters. So now to start with the angel stories, a lot of things started happening to me in 2020, but going back years before, it seemed like things were happening before. Like I think I had like a, one of those angel dreams or a visitation dream. I was really close with my grandfather, um, very close. And we were like best friends, kind of. And I still feel like I communicate with him now. I mean, it's amazing. I feel like we still have like a relationship. This is actually his Italian horn that he gave me when he was, knew he was going to die. And yeah, and, but we still remain close. But I guess to get started, I guess I, I'm being led to tell this part first. So seven years after he passed away, like I was sad for those seven years. And then I got this phone call one night and the phone call was, I was sleeping, but it was like no other dream I had had before. And in the phone call, he says, I've been trying to get in touch with you in little ways. And it was, I remember it was, I was in college. So it was like a flip phone in the, in the dream. And he said, I've been doing all this work with like a partner and I'm about to be going from one level to another. And he said, if you could imagine like a motel versus like the Ritz Carlton or a really nice hotel, I've been in a motel doing a lot of work with this friend that I made here that we've been doing stuff together, like challenges, like he said, you know, like stuff, but now I'm about to go someplace where I don't know if I'm going to be able to contact you anymore. And then like the line went out and I woke up bawling and I woke up my husband, he was my boyfriend at the time, but we were together and told him the whole story. And it wasn't like a dream. It was like, I remember every second of it.
1: This is so fascinating. I'm going to pause like right here, like remember so that we can come back to it. There's a couple of things here. I often talk about my grandfather and how I was so close to him while he was here. I lived with him a couple of times throughout my life and I know how much he loved me. I know how much he supported me, but it's interesting because when people come through the angel Reiki school, I'll say, you know, I'll feel my dad. I'll feel my grandma and my grandfather from my dad's side, who I was kind of all estranged from. Like I'll feel them energetically more close to me on my spirit team. But when I tune into the energy of my grandfather, it feels like he's there, but it's like a distance of like two football fields between his soul and mine. It feels like this distance. I'll be like, I think I got mad at first. I think I was frustrated. Like, well, why are they so close? And I was so close to you here, but you're not physically close to me on my spirit team. And he's like, Julie, you don't understand. Like, I'm here. I'm here all the time. And every time I would be like, you're not here. I would hear, yes, I am. I'm right here. But I mean, basically exactly what you just said is what he's showed me, but he hasn't said it in as clear of terms as your grandfather said it. And it's so funny that you have the Italian jewelry from him because it was his family who came directly over from Sicily. Like he's a hundred percent Italian. Your grandfather. Yeah. Wow. mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yes. But the way that your grandfather put it, like if you imagine that I was at this one hotel and I switched over to this hotel because I'm doing so much work. That's what my grandfather always says. He's like, I'm doing so much over here that think about it like this. This is what he always shows me. The soul is omnipresent just like God's energy is. But you could still Mm -hmm. have accumulation of more of it in one place. So let's say your grandfather and mine, maybe they're the two that connected over there and are hanging out doing all this (laughs) work. They're using more of the parts of their soul to do this work then they are like having fun and relaxing. And they're still tuned in. They've got like a part of their soul with everybody's spirit team here on earth. A part of them is still having fun. But I would say the majority of their soul's energy is being utilized to do the work over there. I couldn't agree more
0: because I can feel that. Yeah. And I can feel his energy versus other family members that I weren't as close with and they'll come in like a trifecta and I'll be like why is my uncle Mickey here like we weren't even that close I mean you know like he was my uncle but and my grandfather's brother but he'll come in and I'll like hear his voice in one ear, like during when I'll have these like visions or downloads or whatever you call them so that's interesting but I feel closest to my grandfather
1: Absolutely. And I think, well, Spirit, I know they're trying to bring this through, but when a lot of people go to evidentiary mediums, and let's say you're like in a big audience of 2,000, 3,000, 5,000 people, and these mediums are bringing through information, I think this is a part that stomps a lot of people in the audience because they're like, well, why is my uncle coming through? Why is so and so like, I would have expected this other? Yeah, I guess they have expectations. Yes. And so I think we have to be open that people are doing different things on the other side. They have different roles, responsibilities, and who comes through is supposed to come through at that time. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I've been super, I guess, accepting of who comes through. But it seems like this same group always. So that was seven years after he passed away. He passed away when I was 17. Quite suddenly, within uh, six months, he found out he had lung cancer and metastatic bone cancer, and he passed away. And my mom and him had a business together. It was a limousine business. And so... She was left with that when he passed away. So the main story I'm going to tell today is about kind of a sequence of events that happened in June of 2020. So my grandfather's birthday is actually June 2nd. And uh, so I picked June 1st because I just thought, you know, it's close to his birthday. And so basically around June 2nd, I had to have to look at my phone to see exactly like when it was. I was, I put the kids to bed. I went to get in the shower. I was washing my hair. And as the, as the water was coming down on my head, it was just like, I was just like relaxed. And I just started like hearing all these questions from him and I could hear his voice in my head and kind of like, I had had little experiences like that, but like not so direct And all these signs started coming in like right away. It was like asking rhetorical questions like what happened with the company with your mom and her in the power suit and just things like that. And so I didn't really know what they meant. So a lot of things happened. And I told my husband what was going on. Because he's always been around when these things have happened. So I like him there to like kind of vouch for like what I said out (laughs) loud later, you know? Because it is wild. It's wild. You know, I feel so blessed. But it is something new. It still amazes me. So I was in the shower and I got like downloads about all different things like family, property, maps. And then he said, this is kind of going to be like a treasure map, like what we used to do. And there's going to be a lot of puzzle pieces that you're going to have to put together together. So I remember getting out of the shower, putting my robe on and sitting down just where I was by a blank wall. And then really like all these images started coming in. And I felt like it was my grandfather, my uncle Mickey, because I could hear kind of his voice coming in. And I felt like my grandfather was pushing away some of the images because they were confusing, like maybe like, she's not old enough to know that image or whatever. And then my uncle, who's my mom's Brother, he died tragically in a plane crash when he was 27, so before I was born. So I felt his energy like in the room, but like he wasn't communicating with me. And I don't know how all that works, like if, because we've never met, you know, but I could feel, I knew that it was all three. So my grandpa started showing me an image of a flower pot. And the flower pot was like a cream wide-based flower pot with fake flowers that was at my grandma's house then i saw an image of a coin and i I would ask questions sometimes in my head sometimes out loud like my husband knew what was going on and i was fully awake and alert you know this is just i was just sitting there receiving the rest of the whatever it was i saw this image of a wide base pot with a fake plant with like that green that green stuff that you know like a big plant you know that green stuff that they anchor all the things into And then he showed that like, I just saw the image and like a kind of like an X at the bottom and that there was a coin, not just anything, a coin at the bottom of the pot and not, it wasn't under it. Like the image kind of showed that it was beneath, kind of beneath.
1: So you're getting all of this information, like flowing through your mind's eye, your imagination. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. People get very confused about
0: that when I tell like my family members because they're like, what, do you actually see this? And I'm like, no, it's just like as if you're imagining something, except you know that it's not coming from you. Yeah. If that makes any sense. I mean, my family is very supportive, so they just listen. But it's hard to understand, I think, you know. So I was sitting there and then I also saw some other images and one was this green image and I didn't know what, what it was. And it was a green image and I didn't know what it was. And I remember at one point I said, I should get a a paper and a pen. And he kind of like, it was kind of like the energy would be like, no, you know, like, or you would feel like something would get pushed away or like, he didn't want me to abruptly get up or anything. So there were a lot of things that came through in that like download, like a lot of different things, but I could talk about that like another day or, or whatever. So fast forward to, a few months later, so my brother, who I'm close with, who lives in Arizona, his name is Dominic. He came to visit around November for like Thanksgiving, Christmas time. So he moved out there for work and he came in town and I had told him the story over the phone, you know, and he knew about the dream, you know, years ago. But when I told him the story in real life and he was sitting on the couch here and I told him about the coin and I had been to my grandma's house. And I remember being there and thinking, like, I'm not ready to, like, look around. And there were a couple fake plants. And I just remember, like, kind of, like, forgetting about it. Like, you know. So he was here and he said, can I borrow your car tomorrow after I told him the story? And I said, uh, sure, why? And he's like, I'm going to go visit Nona. And I said, are you going there to look for the coin? And he's like, Yeah. He's like, so where do you think it would be? I'm like, well, I don't know. There's one by the front door and there's one by- in the dining room area, but I don't know. But then I remembered the vision and it was like, I said, is it outside? And he was like, no. And I'm like, it's at her current home. He said, yes. And I said, it was like a wide base cream pot. So I was nervous for him to go down there because I just thought like, oh my gosh, I'm going to sound like such a wackadoo. Or I was like, whatever. When he gets down there, he's, you know, I just was afraid, I think. So I was like, well, whatever, that's great. You're going to go see Nona, have a nice day with her. So he went down there and my husband and I were kind of like, I wonder like what's going to happen. I remember he called not maybe like an hour or so after he got there and he said, guess what? I found the coin. And I thought he was joking. I thought he was joking. And my husband, I had him on, I had my brother on speaker. My husband, John was like (laughs) looking at me, like, is he serious? Is he serious? And he's like, not only did I find the coin, but Nicole, it's not like a quarter that fell off of a table into the top of the coin, into the top of the plant. He said, I literally looked under this moss and then there was green, that green stuff that you put the like fake plant stuff in. And I looked under there and between the green foam and the bottom of the pot, the wide base cream pot was a a coin. And he said, it almost looked like deliberately put there. And I said, well, what is it? And my grandma said, I've never seen this coin before in my life. I remember hearing her saying that. And he said, it looks like a foreign coin, but can I bring it home to Nicole so she can look at it? And she was like, of course, you know, yeah. And I was like, are you messing with me, Dominic? He was like, no, I'm 100% not messing with you. So he came back and we Google imaged it and it was a Saudi Arabian coin. Wow. Yeah. So that is really important because my aunt Tina was in the Gulf War and she was stationed in Saudi Arabia. So she, I remember would bring like at the end of the war, she brought back certain things. So I figured she had given this coin to my grandfather. But for some reason, my husband remembered that green image. And we had looked up like I thought it could be certain things and we just never figured out what it was. And uh, he said, why don't we look up the flag of Saudi Arabia? And when we did, well, I first said, I'm kind of scared because what if it is the green image or, you know, and he said, well, well, you know, because we were just like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this. And I have the coin right here, actually. But uh, there's like a palm tree on one side and then there, it's, it's like a 50 on the other side. That's awesome. But so when we looked up the flag of Saudi Arabia, I remember I was standing in the laundry room and I saw the image and it was an image I've never seen before. And I saw the image and I went, oh, my God, that's the image. And he was like, no. No, it's not. And I'm like, it is. That's the image. That's the image, you know? So he found the coin that was placed in the pot somehow, or I don't know how it got there, and then brought it to me and we looked it up. And I just printed it just to show you. This was the image that I saw, which I didn't know if it was a flag. It was just a green with white, you yeah. know? Yeah. But when I saw it, I knew that that was the image. Wow. So that's a pretty pretty significant thing
1: to happen. That is incredible. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah, I know, right? I think so. Yeah. So does your husband come to you for advice now, like asking you to bring things through or? No, no, he's not (laughs) like that
0: at all. No, he's not. He's super supportive. And he's been we've been together since high school. So he's been here for all of this. So he's kind of Mm -hmm. seen my spiritual gifts evolve. Yeah. But he doesn't really ask for anything. He's just like, I'll let you
1: do your thing. And, you know, like he listens a lot. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Friends, we'll get right back to the episode here in a second, but here's what I wanted you to know. Spirit has been channeling in this message of we need to be building communities, spiritual communities around the world where people can get together in person more. And so um, I had a period of a couple of weeks where Spirit was just waking me up in the middle of the night, waking me up. And I began toying with these different ideas of how we can do this. And I think we've put together uh, a really amazing concept of how we can build communities around the world. I am looking for volunteers. If you want to build out a community in your area, we're going to be bringing together a group of volunteers who's going to be building a community in their area. And if this is something that you're interested in, and we need people to help in different ways with um, marketing, actually running a group in their community, and it's not as much work as you would think it would be, maybe a couple hours a week. If this is something that you're interested in, I want you to raise your hand by emailing me over at juliejancis@gmail.com. at gmail.com. That's Julie. Jansis at gmail.com. The email address is in the show notes below. Friends, I know that together we can build something very, very special. And uh, I can't wait for you to join in, hear about it and help with this ginormous, amazing, miraculous volunteer project. I think we're going to be putting together an amazing network of souls and not trying to sell anything, just really bringing people together in community. This is just really on my heart right now. Um, So if you want to help, reach out. We'd love to have you as a volunteer. We'd love to help you set up a community in your area. The other thing I just want to say is thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much to everybody who has joined the angel membership, who has booked a session, who's getting certified in the angel Reiki school. Thank you so much for just supporting the work that we do here. You make this podcast possible and you make it possible for us to do so much great work within the world. And I'm just really, really proud of this community because you have no idea and I'll talk about it in a future episode, but we are helping the world in many, many different ways. Um, You can also join us over on the free Facebook group, the Angels and Awakening Podcast Tribe on Facebook, where you can learn all about new stuff that we have always going on. Friends, I love you so much. Here we go back into the episode. I love these stories. I love how they all tie together. Oh my goodness. This is fantastic. And I think it was interesting at the beginning when you were like, it's almost like when you start to realize what your gifts are and how they work and you have this (gasps) aha moment. Right. Yeah, This has been with me my entire life. And then you start like sorting through all of these memories of ways that this has happened to you in the past where you just knew or you just saw these images or you heard something within your mind and it all fell into place and everything came to fruition. It's always been there. And that's the way for so many people. I think it's funny because a lot of times when folks interview mediums, they're like, so this just came to you and you're like, no, I just woke up to it. I awake exactly right now, but it's been with me. My whole yes, life. I believe so. What was so profound about. So
0: I typed the story to you, Julie. I finally get the confidence and I write this one up and I decide I'm going to because there's so many things that have happened since and so many signs. I'll ask for a rainbow. I'll see a rainbow. I'll ask for things and I'll see them. And so when I was driving that day and I dictated it, I said, Pop, Uncle Mickey, Frank, you know, I'll address them all in the car and I'll be like, give me a sign that this is the right thing to do to send these into Julie. Like just, I know it might take some time because it takes some time for you guys. But just like, give me some sort of affirmative sign that this is not like the wrong thing to do. So I'm here typing at the computer. My daughter was doing her homework on the bed on her computer and she was done. And then she went on... Some sort of, you know, site where she was listening to a song and uh, it was playing repetitively. So my grandpa had a boat called My Way and his favorite song was My Way. And I realized when I pressed send to you, I kept hearing just like one verse of a song over and over again. And it was like the third verse of My Way that starts with like, what what is a man supposed to boast that do something like that? And it was the same thing over and over again. And I said, Madeline, what are you playing? And she said, oh, I'm done with my homework. I'm just looking up this trend. What is, that? What is a man or something? And then I said, can I see it? And it was, um, she showed me and it was just some clip, but it was playing that song on loop, like the middle of it. So it's not even like she would know that's his song, even though she does know that song, but she wouldn't know that that middle part was. And so the next morning I told her, Madeline, um, do you know what I was working on in the office? And she said, I know you were working. I said, I was writing Julie, one of my angel stories. And she's like, oh, mommy, I'm so proud of you. And my son Mason was like, I'm so proud of you. And they were like, did she write you back yet? And I'm like, I wrote her at 730 last night and it's eight o'clock this morning. I don't think she wrote me back yet. And they were like, can you check? And I was like, sure. And I'm like getting in the front of the car line. And I'm like, you're not going to believe this. She wrote me back and she's going to have me on the show. And they were like, yay. And I told Madeline, I told Madeline, I said, "Um, when I finished and I pressed send and I realized that you were playing that song, that was part of my way. And I put it on in the car because I still had enough time to play like part of a song. And she was like, oh, I didn't realize that's what you were typing. And I didn't know that that was a song from Pop's favorite, a a spot from Pop's favorite song.
1: Wow. Well, and I have to tell you, there are so many similarities between our grandfathers. My grandfather loves to come through to me in songs in the car all the time. That's how he comes through the most. He was also from Florida or like lived in in Florida okay. and uh, had cancer, went into remission. But when it came back, it came back with a force. And right. yeah, but I think that there's so many similarities between them, too. Yeah. I think there's like a sign within the angel story. Um, Maybe. I bet it takes a lot of work for them to come through, so. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I love this. I love your stories. And it wasn't scary at all to come on, right? No, it was totally fine. Yeah, it was, <laughs> you're so easy to talk to, Julie. Yay. So yeah. um, my team ended up making it really easy for people to submit stories online But it was harder for me to pull those. So if anybody submitted a story on the website, I'm going back through over those this summer to make sure that we didn't miss any. And then, you know, some people submit it through the Julie Jancis at gmail.com. That's Uh, what
0: I did. I just emailed you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Both are okay. But sometimes I just see the Julie Jancis at gmail.com earlier or faster. Um, Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we're going to be going through those because I know people have submitted them and we just need to get them on to the show but we don't have many angel stories left to share. So if you have an angel story that you want to share, please come on. I promise I don't bite. Um, I promise it's very easy and just fun to have a conversation. And we would love, 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 love to share your story. Thank you, Nicole, for being here. You're so welcome. Thank Thank you. Yeah, you've just been a pleasure to work with. Oh, thanks. Thank you, Julie. It's been lovely.